1: Welcome back to Officially Unofficial, presented by Blue Wire Podcast. We are now joined by a guy that has joined forces with arguably one of the best teams in baseball, a guy that's a massive part of the team, a recurring guest, friend of the show, an absolute legend with maybe one of the best accents we've ever had on this show. It's my pleasure to welcome Adam Frazier to the Officially Unofficial Podcast. How are we, brother?
2: I'm going well. Thank you for having me.
1: And we mentioned we mentioned that accent. Is that something that's always like brought up to you with the with, like? It's it's a southern. Tw- I don't know if it's a southern twang. Like, what is this accent for? Because I'm Canadian, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm from Georgia, so I guess you call that a little southern twang. Uh, but yeah, it's brought up pretty often um, at this point. I've- uh I, I like to feel it's not as strong as it used to be but uh still gets brought up all the time it's
1: absolutely electric like i and do i have an act like do i have a canadian accent is that something that you've heard or you, like you can tell with the way i talk because i get that a lot
2: a little bit but it, it's not the most canadian i've heard so you could do a little more gray white north and what's uh, the
1: what, what's actually the most canadian you've heard because i know actually there's a guy on your team now who just made matt brash he's canadian he's actually from the town close to mine he like he doesn't have an accent i, I think he's fully american now but who has the most Canadian accent that you know of?
2: Oh, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I played with another guy from Canada named Jacob Robson. Uh, we had him
1: on the pod last week.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a little more Canadian than yours, probably. But uh, dude, I, I, I'm drawing a blank. But he's the most uh, that I know off the top of my head. And
1: we're talking about Jacob Robson, but. I'll tell you something. When we draw off this episode with this guy, let me just say this. There was a little bit more females like in the episode picture with that guy. That guy is an absolute man rock. <laughs> I mean, playing with that guy, when you look at that guy, it's like you're you're pretty fast, pretty good at baseball, and you're good looking. Like, let's pick one here. Like, what are you doing? It, it, would you say when that guy is playing or whenever he's in the outfield, the female attendance kind of rises in, like, right field whenever he's playing or what?
2: Yeah, it should. That's should a uh, marketing thing by the team, <laughs> They got to give you some credit and get some people
1: in the fans. dude. He's electric, man. I love, I love Robson. He's, he's, he's. Uh, I don't know. His story is just absolutely bananas. But he's such a good dude. Like he's one of the pro, like, an absolute incredible guy. And he's Canadian. That's why. That's why. That's probably why he's one of the nicest. But I got to go into this spring tra- before we get into the spring training. Actually, so you're a Seattle Mariner now. Um, obviously a massive change of pace. Kind of blindsided me to be honest. I didn't know if you th- knew you were going to get traded or thought you were going to get traded, but. Um, where were you when you found out you were on the Seattle Mariners? And, I mean, what? how, how did that transpire? How did you, like, react to that?
2: Uh, yeah, I didn't really think anything was going to happen uh, going into the lockout. Uh, right before Thanksgiving, I had heard a little something. Um, rumor might be swirling, getting shipped out of San Diego, and then nothing happened for a few days. So I uh, kind of forgot about it, and uh, maybe you know, maybe it wasn't coming true uh then a saturday morning um kind of had a night out in nashville friday and uh it was a saturday morning i'm in bed and phone calls with AJ preller so i'm like uh-oh so uh, that's when it happened and uh you know i guess a day before the lockout started so that was good to you know have it happen then so mentally prepared you start going to seattle instead of san diego that stuff so a uh, little off the radar but uh, you know i'm excited to be where i'm at you know, we had another huge trade in spring training with uh, Winker and Suarez coming over. So uh, yeah. pretty good. we got.
1: Winker actually, I don't know what the deal with this guy is, but he actually was like a really good friend of mine. We used to play Call of Duty almost every single night. And now it's like, I'm just gum on the bottom of this guy's shoe. No idea what's going on with this guy. I mean, I made funny. We had him. He was one of the first guests we ever had on this show. Jesse Winker was one of the first guests, but what's that kind of presence that wink brings in the locker room? Because obviously he's such a good team guy, right? So everyone loves Winker, but what, what was it like the first day he stepped foot in there? Was he just absolutely electric right off the rip or what happened?
2: Yeah, he's fun, uh, you know, playing against him for a long time in Cincinnati. Um, I didn't really know how he was, but he's a great teammate, um, loves to get together with the boys. He doesn't do a whole lot uh, away from the field. He kind of has the thing that works for him. He goes to True Foods every other day in spring, and uh, and that's about it. So I think that's why you don't see him on the on the sticks anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, that might be it. Or actually the guy just gassed me and just once he became an MLB superstar, he's like, Fuck this guy. But that's fine. I respect it. That happens. It's tricks of the trade. But Fraser, I gotta be honest with you here, man. Um, you and Luplo were at TPC, and I gotta at the hole 17. And this isn't me chirping Luplo. Luplo messages me the day before he says, Bro, you gotta come down to TPC. Me, fraser Musgrove, we're all going. I'm like, the day before, the, literally the day before, he messed me, get, Like I, like I could just walk to Arizona and just go to the go to the TPC with you guys. But what was that experience like, man? That looked absolutely mental. Like the outfits you guys were wearing was just electric.
2: Dude, yeah, that uh, if you've never been, you gotta go. That place is unbelievable. Um, it's electric, as you said. Um, you know, you, you might not remember half the weekend, but it's it's a hell of a time. And uh, dude, I mean, if you've ever been to a golf tournament, you gotta go to that. Because it's incredible.
1: Did you, and you could be honest here, this is like a little bit of a truth circle. Did you throw a beer on the hole in ones or no?
2: Of course.
1: (laughs) Could you imagine?
2: (laughs) I mean, you can't not throw a beer there.
1: Uh, So yours was probably the one that landed the closest to the golfer because you have an absolute (laughs) weapon on you. That's just, that's electric, man. So how did that, who was there? It was you, Cole Tucker, right? It was all those guys?
2: Yeah. uh, You know, Belly was there. a few other guys they roll with in, in Arizona. Um, but uh, no, it was a bunch of guys. It was, you know, different. Yeah, I got Nashville buddies there, baseball buddies there. It's it's just you're making loops all day and it's a hell of a time. It's, I'll uh, be, yeah. yeah.
1: I'll be there next year. I'll be there next year. You have my word on that because obviously Luplo is going to let me know, but not 24 hours before first fucking tee off. I'll be there. I'll be there next year with the boys. We'll have a good time. But that's a uh,
2: Sunday as well out here. So, yeah. Uh, next year yeah so, I'll be there yeah a double whammy
1: and that's the thing and I don't know how expensive that is but if Super Bowl Sunday is going to be there too it's going to be borderline impossible to you I said you even get tickets to any of those things so that's going to be kind of I'm gonna to have to weasel I'm gonna to have to maneuver my way around the I'm gonna to have to weasel some tickets or something like that but we'll figure something out and uh you mentioned the golf game and I got to bring this up because another friend of the show I'm just name dropping here Jake Berger I believe he's golfed with you is that correct Berg's yeah golfed?
2: yeah Early off, early played around together. Early off.
1: Okay, so let's talk about the golf game. I mean, what, what does Burger bring? He said he's more of a morale guy just like me. He's kind of keeping the boys loose, maybe packing a couple dips on the course. I don't know if he dips. But what's the what's the golf game like for both you guys? Are you guys? Would you guys be good as a team and scramble, or would you be like you guys would be just terrible as a team?
2: Uh, yeah, I think we need to be on opposite teams. <laughs> uh, at, at least that day we played, we were both uh, spraying a little bit. Uh, but my golf games come a long way since that, you know, that was kind of the beginning of the off season you're still working out some shanks, uh, get back into it. Uh, I feel good now, but, uh, I don't know about Jake. Had not seen him in a few months, but, uh, yeah, we probably need to be on separate teams if we have any chance of winning money.
1: I respect, I respect how humble you are with that because that is just an absolute uh, golf is one of the most frustrating sports of all time. Do you think that, it affects a baseball swing that's something that's a kind of like an old urban legend where if you play golf it kind of ruins your baseball swing but i think that's just kind of bullshit but what do you what are your thought process on that
2: yeah, yeah some guys are different i play golf right-handed um simply for that fact though so i don't have to worry about it but um yeah the uh i don't know, it'd probably be tough if i was trying to hit baseballs and golf balls from the left side
1: Damn. So you're ambidextrous. I don't know if that's the word, but I- you're ambidextrous, I guess. Hey, that's kind of bananas. Good for you. That. So would you say that you're swing? like could you swing a golf club from the left side and be competitive with that you think, or you just don't even try, you don't want to ruin something right. that's good.
2: Yeah, I don't try. Uh, maybe after baseball, I might just, you know, try to turn around and practice that way. Cause I know I could hit the ball better, but uh, yeah, I'll-, I'll wait to try that later.
1: Who's the best golf guy like, in the show or who's the best like teammate that you have that's good at golf? Teammate, huh? Well, Donnie uh, Walton's uh, nasty, by the way. I don't know if you know Donnie. Yes. He is disgusting at golf, like low seventies. He's insane.
2: Donnie's good. We played the other day. He uh, Rough a couple three holes to start. And then he went par the rest of the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was like, I mean, wind's blowing 25 miles an hour? No problem. But, uh, yeah, Donnie's really good. Uh, San Diego, we had Craig Stamm and Will Myers. Yeah. They were both pretty pretty legit. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Donnie, Donnie so far over here in Seattle.
1: He's he's an absolute freak of nature on the golf course. I mean, I, I see some of the shots that he posts and stuff like that. And he actually, when he came on the podcast, he was like, I'm all right right now. He's like, I'm like a two-point something or a three-handicap. I was like, what, dude? Like, the guy's a freak, man. I mean, that team you guys have is, is just so, – the locker room there is electric. I don't know if you've met Matt Festa, but, uh, Festa is an absolute legend too, out of the bullpen, massive Italian, New York guy, front of the show. Um, what is that locker room? Like, is it like loose? What's the difference compared to like other locker rooms you've been in?
2: Uh, it's very loose. Uh, I'm pretty young though. So, uh, there's no big personalities really. It's good. You know, it's a good mix from everybody. Everybody's just having a good time trying to help each other out. So, uh, no, it's been good so far. Um, yeah, compared to other San Diego is great too, it was just a little older. Um, and then Pittsburgh, there wasn't a whole lot going on. So um, it's it's a good good vibe right now. So we just try to keep it rolling. Hopefully, win some games, and you know, we'll see where it takes us.
1: Yeah, and obviously, there's a very high expectations there. And you go, you go, you get you get Suarez, you get Winker, and uh, Julio Rodriguez is starting opening day, which is this is going to be dropping after opening day. But um, is 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 that locker room kind of in like the is the mood is it like in win now mode like where it's like it's it's world series or bust right now or what is it like right now
2: yeah but well, we don't have that pressure on us i mean we're just going out playing ball and uh you know not worrying about that and, uh, you know take it one day at a time and see where we end up at the end but yeah we know we got a good club we got some really um, electric arms young guys too um so it's they've been fun to watch all spring so i think um you know, when we put that together. We got a good chance to to win a lot of games. So, one day at a time and roll with it,
1: dude. I'm I'm juiced for you, man. I really am because obviously you've been in Pittsburgh. We, like I said, we, we don't trash Pittsburgh on this podcast. But like I said, they've had some nasty players along along the time, but they're not really in win now mode compared to what the Mariners are in. And I got to talk about that Julio Rodriguez kid, bro oh my god this kid's disgusting what have you seen from playing with this guy i mean this guy I, what is he 20 like, like
2: yeah he said he's 20 but he's twice my size so uh, <laughs> just give me a little bit of that but uh yeah he's impressive man he wants to be great you know he's in the he's in the mirror every day visualizing stuff and I'm, i mean that's pretty impressive to be 20 21 years old doing all that but uh you know he, he, he's happy all the time he's fired up he's, he loves playing the game um uh, and he plays it with passion, so yeah, I think it really shows. And um, but the guy wants to be great, and he and he's got you know six seven tools, and he's just going out there playing hard. It's, it's impressive.
1: What What are your thoughts on his chain, the J Rod Show chain? You you rock with it, or are you, are you a chain guy, or are you going to become a chain guy? Maybe is he going to rub off on you, or
2: what? Yeah, I'm out on that, but uh, you know if it if it makes him play well, then and then he can go with it. But uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I'm not a chain guy.
1: It's I'm not either. Honestly, I don't know how people play in chains. Like I used to – and I always make this funny joke where I used to play in like four fighting necklaces when I was a child because I thought it would give me extra balance. But I don't know how people play in these ma- – like with these massive-ass chains. Like have you ever played with anything around your neck or like ever? Or are you just, you just strictly no undershirt guy?
2: Yeah, definitely no undershirt. Uh, you know, college first, you know, year or so, pro ball had like a little – you know, chain with a cross or whatever. Um, I think it took a bad hop in short season off of it. You know, hit me in the neck, broke the chain, and then just uh that was a sign, just hadn't won one sense. I respect that.
1: I respect, was, that. I respect the hell out of that. I respect the hell out of that. And obviously, I mean you're right now you're with a new personnel, new team, all that kind of stuff. Going into this season, knowing that you're gonna be on the Mariners, knowing you're gonna have a massive role there, what did you kind of work on in this offseason? Like, were you working on Obviously, you're a contact guy, but was there like changes to your swing or what happened?
2: No, uh, really just doing a lot of the same. Last year, last year coming into spring, I felt kind of lost. And then uh, about day two or three, we're working on something in the cage and uh, it clicked. So um, this offseason, I felt fine. Um, Wasn't really working on anything. And then, you know, I had my cues from last year that I would go back to, to to get me back locked in i guess and so that's kind of what happened this year uh first few days spring i felt kind of lost and then uh i found it again so i didn't change much just uh biggest things get your legs under you uh and that's it
1: are you going to be a stolen stolen base guy this year like are you going to try to swipe a lot of bags get the fans going a little bit maybe a little celebration at second when you steal or what what is your thought process going into this year are you going to be you going to be that guy where you're a little pesky pesky on the base pass or what's the deal
2: Yeah, I'd like to be. Um, Yeah. I mean, try to get about 15, 20 bags. Yeah, I think 10's my most in the past. So uh, I think that'd be good for me. Good for the team. Add a little fun to the thing. And (laughs) yeah, we'll see. Just need some green lights and we'll try to make that happen.
1: And, And since the last time we talked, it's completely off topic. The Georgia Bulldogs won a national championship in football. How much celebrating did you do for that? Or are you just Mississippi State till you die with that aspect?
2: Well, dude, I actually – so my dad's from Mobile, Alabama, right? So I grew up an Alabama fan. Uh, So uh, Georgia fans, you know, up until this point or a couple months ago, they were still acting like they just won the 1980 (laughs) 1980s. So whenever I go back to Athens, it's uh, not going to be good for me. But, uh, yeah, so –
0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled babbe com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply. I'll
1: be honest. I... Hand up, I put a substantial amount of money on the University of Alabama that game, like up three up upwards to five hundred six hundred dollar range. So that yeah. I had to bite the bullet there. Like that was nightmare fuel.
2: So well, it, if the dude doesn't get hurt, you know, they win.
1: Yeah, 100 uh, percent And I just hate Kirby Smart. I'm gonna say it. I think Kirby Smart is one of the most annoying college football coaches, besides obviously Urban Meyer. Um, Co- Kirby Smart is an absolute nightmare of a college football coach, and I don't, I'll say it right now. I wish Nick Saban got another one because Alabama fans are so used to it, where it's kind of a custom, where it's like, okay, Alabama won the Natty,
2: so uh, it just yeah. you hate to see it. Well, it's coming. It's coming.
1: It's gonna next year. It's gonna. I mean, they're gonna be a wagon next year. Bri- Bryce Young is disgusting. I can't it's, believe he's so good. The real deal. The real deal. He's the real so. deal, for sure, dude. And does the day uh, May – let me – does the day May 16th ring a bell for you or anything along those lines?
2: May 16th. Uh,
1: yeah. um, does it ring a bell or you've looked into that date in the future anything along those lines? I
2: have not. Well, okay, yeah.
1: well, that is the date that you are going to be in Toronto. Uh, May 16th, 17th, 18th. I already <laughs> – listen, Frazier, I already got all my guys on loop here in my calendar. All right, Frazier's in town, 16th, 17th, 18th. Don't plan anything. Don't do anything those three days. I'm going to be dialed in. I'm, I'm to have to be cheering on the Mariners that day. So just something to keep in the back of your mind. When you step foot at Toronto Pearson International Airport, you just kind of look around. This is Johnny's town now. I'm, I'm rolling around in Johnny's city. So just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. I'll, we'll figure something out. But me and Luplo did have a good time last year. We, got, we had dinner okay. and stuff like that. We'll, I'll, keep, I'll, I'll keep you in the loop.
2: We're going to do something. Uh, that sounds great. I remember the FaceTime y'all gave me on
1: that. Yeah, we talked about that. I, I'll be honest. I, I had a couple. I actually, and that story was, ban- I went to work. I was working at Red Bull at that time. Luplo and I finished the night at like 3 a.m. I got home at like 5 a.m. Went to work at 6.30. I loop, I texted Luplo. Right. I was driving a, a Red Bull truck around the city. I texted Luplo, I was like, uh, like this is the worst day of my life. So yeah, we'll figure something out. I don't work for Red Bull anymore, so we're good now. 16th, 17th, 18th. That's gonna be the day. But we're mentioning the American League here. You've never played in the American League, obviously. Credit to me for doing the research on that. Um what what are you like just doing like scouting on the pitching or even just seeing the like the division you're in with Otani, all these like really good pitchers, Syndergaard, all that stuff. What's your, like, what is your mindset going into, like, these at-bats or knowing that there's – it's more pitcher-heavy in this league and it's more hitter-heavy and it's a very good league, right? So, what what have you kind of done to kind of adjust to this where there's a lot of high-tempo pitchers, high-velocity pitchers, and it's a – like I said, it's a really good pitching league, the whole American League as a whole.
2: Yeah. Um, honestly, I haven't done much yet. You know, I kind of worry about it one day at a time, and whenever I'm coming up on them, I'll do the, the research in the morning. Uh before facing them but other than that it's uh shoot I feel like everybody's 95 to 100 now so it's you know yeah you know, come strapped up ready to go every day um but yeah you know, I faced a few of these guys in the past like center guard and stuff uh in New York but um different leagues so it's going to be way different Try gotta uh, you know remember how they pitch you and go from there
1: and what is um what is oh, what's it called what are you lifetime against Shohei Otani? have you faced him
2: yet have not, no, okay. not. Uh,
1: yeah. dude. I don't know what it is, man. Like, I can't imagine how you guys do this shit because I don't know if you saw this yesterday. There was a guy on the Dodgers, a rookie, throwing 101, like just consistently 101. Is it to the point where you're like in the batter Do you, is there a massive difference in your mind from like 97 to 101? This may be a dumb question, but it's such, it's only like a four mile an hour difference. Do you realize that difference or are you just kind of? like timing it like kind of this exact same way
2: yeah i mean you're trying to get ready it's coming in hot uh that's what we faced at hunter green uh from sensei yesterday as well throwing throwing the same so it was like uh, once you get above 98 it's kind of the same um you know 97 to 95 is kind of the same but 98 to 101 is probably it's pretty similar so it's just uh you know Get your, get your shit ready <laughs> as <fast> as
1: <laughs> I respect that dude I absolutely respect that And by the way there's actually another Canadian on our team Abraham Toro But he's Quebec. Yeah, like he's yeah. from Quebec He's very 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 yeah, French yeah. He is that very guess, French huh? <laughs> he's uh, I, he's very french he's nasty though he's a good he's actually really good too so canada baseball is on the up besides like producing players like me who hit 160 in juco but canada's buzzing with that stuff you just love to see it and playing in the american league now what's one city that you're excited to visit i mean i mean you probably visited them all but what's one city you're gonna be visiting frequently that you're excited for
2: well um i mean you gotta go with toronto to be honest not let's just you're canadian but uh yeah, it's probably the best city in the big leagues that I've only been one time. So uh looking forward to that. Um, you know, it's other than that, American League. It's I'm trying to think. I there's mean, there's
1: Fenway, there's Yankees well, Yankee Stadium's full of bums, but like we're we're riding with I mean, there's Fenway, there's everything, man. It's it's a sick like like I love the American League stadiums.
2: Yeah, there's some uh there's some history there, so I haven't played in Yankee Stadium yet, actually, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Played in Boston for opening day in 17. That was pretty incredible. Um, But, yeah, those two, and then Toronto as a city.
1: Yeah, everyone says that about Toronto, which is obviously I, you don't realize it when you're like living here and you go there all the time. But I, I guess it's like one one thing that everyone says on this podcast is it's like one of the cleanest cities. I don't know why they say that. I, I don't know. It's just like such a weird thing to say. But and they put you in an absolute sick hotel. I guess I just always like that, though. But um, who, what's your favorite city to visit so far, though? Like even in like the National League and stuff like that. I don't know if I asked you that the last time we had you on.
2: Um. Well, San Diego um, Chicago, uh, summers in Chicago is the best. Uh, so that's probably up there for me. Um, as far as places to visit, I'll probably go with those two.
1: Yeah, no, that that's, that's elite for sure. And also, there's a couple more things. So you're going to be playing in Safeco now, right? And Safeco Field is one of – when that place is buzzing, it's one of the best parks in baseball. Have you caught yourself watching videos of, like – of like playoff games at Safeco and just kind of getting chills or even like their run last year, because that is such an insane atmosphere to play in.
2: Yeah, no, I probably should do that. Uh, just put myself <laughs> there and prepare. Uh, but no, I, I have seen some footage from there, you know, the last week last year and now, you know, unbelievable. I remember um, I think I was watching the game when Haney got the little, the walk off, uh, you know, with a day or two left and the call my dave um that was that was impressive Those, you know get the chills going for that one but um no, i probably should do that. that's a good idea
1: you you know like i said phrase, i'm your guy now and like anyone that comes at you and like i said actually i don't know if you know this but i got in a couple little twitter scuffles about people trying to chirp you last year i'm just that guy i'm fighting the good fight for you on twitter so credit to me thank me for my service and i've been getting body bagged by robot accounts as of late like <laughs> i'll chirp someone when they come at one of my guys and next thing I know, I have like fifty pages just absolutely roasting me in my mentions. So I just take the bullet for you guys. So I just kind of take the I take the blame away from you guys. So just credit to me for that. I'm just a, I'm a massive Frazier guy now. So that's what we do. Just just kind of just kind of letting you know.
2: No, I appreciate that. I'm still getting crushed by San Diego fans, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> appreciate you doing that.
1: i don't know why honestly i really don't know why that's one of the most mind-boggling things because you were kind of there when they were battling through injuries and it was just a weird time so you kind of got that fresh slate now where you can go mash in seattle and which is going to be i'm assuming it's going to be a big market now just based off of how many um how good you guys are going to be so it's going to be good man i mean i'm excited for that but you where do you guys start the season out are you guys are you in seattle right now
2: no we're still in Arizona we're flying to Minneapolis here in a couple hours um, start there go Minneapolis and uh, Chicago White Sox first road trip probably a little bit of snow freeze our balls off and uh, <laughs> get back to Seattle
1: yeah dude yeah I guess you're right on that have you picked a walk up song yet like what are you rolling with when
2: you when you step foot in Safeco? I haven't made a final decision um, give
1: us the top three give us the top three I'll clip this <laughs> give us the top three here
2: I'm kind of stuck between uh, last year. I went "Bad Boys for Life," uh, little uh, Gronk and uh, Brady special that they yeah. did when they, uh, they won, and that worked for a while. Then um, it ran out of hits, so I, I'm stuck between going there and still Dre. Um, you got that it. One, one kind of hits a little bit, and uh, and then always, you know, my the, my go-to when I need a hit is uh, "Pony" by Genuine. And I've uh, never heard that song. So, wow, you never heard it wow let me play uh, let
1: me play it pony by genuine yeah <laughs> oh no shot dude <laughs> you heard, of that.
2: You heard of that no, no yeah. that one st- that was started back in 2016 <laughs> uh, roommate from college uh he was coaching in college and i was like dude what do you got i need something he goes, the best one i've heard is pony by genuine <laughs> so i play it and i'm like all right i'm rolling with it. i started getting hit after hit after hit and i'm like it's stuck So that was great.
1: Oh man, that is, uh, that is one. I mean, it gets the, it gets the females going in the crowd. So you got to tip your cap to that. That's just elite marketing, but you just got to have that. You got to have that walk-up song that where everyone like it, for instance, I'll give you an example. Boba Chet's walk-up song last year was Peaches by Justin Bieber, an absolute banger of a track, especially in Toronto. So every time I hear Peaches now in my mind, I just picture Boba Bichette walking up to the plate, right? So you got to have that walk-up song where Seattle residents are like, Frazier's coming, you know? Like, just you got to stick with that. So you got to, I don't know, obviously you're superstitious with that stuff, but if you stick with something along those lines, it's game over. They'll just know exactly who you are. Have you seen some uh, Mariners Frazier jerseys yet, or what? Or should I buy one here and retire out on the wall?
2: <laughs> I've seen a couple. Uh, hopefully see a few more in Seattle and uh, make that population grow throughout the season. But uh, yeah, if, if you got walk-up songs, request and uh send them my way because i'm open
1: i got a couple man i mean like listen this is i don't know like there's you got to go with something in my mind like i don't know if you find a good seattle artist and show them some love like to kind of embrace the city because that's what jose bautista did when he was here he had trophies by drake and now in my mind it's just an absolute name every single time i hear trophies i just think of jose bautista so if you try to find a local seattle artist that's kind of like bumping I don't know. Well, let me, you know what? We're going to do that right now. I'm going to search local Seattle, like Seattle artist, artist from yeah. Seattle.
2: Yeah, that's have no idea who's from Seattle. So. Jimi Hendrix. Ooh. I
1: mean, that bumps. Macklemore, no shot. We're not doing that. Kurt Cobain, Nirvana. Wow, dude. They're buzzing. Seattle's wow. buzzing. Yeah, I know. You got to get something just uh, – you got you to gotta go natural with uh, Seattle because you got to go something where it's like – the people are like, all right, you're respecting our city, because I know Musgrove does some weird fucking uh, reggae shit. <laughs> I don't know what Musgrove. Do you like that music or what? I don't. I, I'm not a fan of it.
2: That, uh, you know, I used to not be, but and then me and Joe hang out a lot, so uh, I'm, I'm a fan of reggae, and that place, <laughs> place kind of bangs when he hits it too. So uh, really, yeah. Yeah. I guess
1: that's true. I guess that's true. I don't know, man. I have really, I have really no idea. But I've, like I said, he always posts stories on Instagram, and it's just, um, it's this reggae track. It's just absolutely banana. Like they, him and Luplo love that shit. So you got to tape your cap to that. But so yeah, second last thing I wanted to bring up here. Obviously, you're going into the season this year. Have what's your pregame routine? Let the Mariners fans know. Like, what are you going into? Like, what what do you do going into a game?
2: Dude, man, I'm pretty simple. Um, you know, you obviously got to do the BP, the ground balls, and all that stuff. Uh, you know, and, and I'll say this, you know, last year about half the games, my first swing came when I was in the on-deck circle. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that kind of became a thing. I was like, now I don't want to be thinking about my swing. You go, in the, you go in the cage, take a few bad ones, and that's what you're thinking about in the box instead of just competing. So that we kind of came a thing. Just get loose. Uh, but I guess the, the routine, though, uh, an hour before the game, get in the hot tank, and then, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll you know, get warm, whatever, and take a shower, and then sit in my locker for 15, 20 minutes, just kind of, you know, decompressing, I guess, and then just strap it up and roll. So I'm pretty low-key. do a workout earlier in the day, but hour before the game is hot tank, and, and then I go.
1: There's no music. You're not bumping any like what. You're not bumping any tracks. No uh, Apple. No AirPods in. None of that.
2: No, no. Whatever's on the clubhouse. Uh, usually, you know, I might talk a little shit to some guys. And other than that, it's I'm pretty, you know, just straight laced and go.
1: Dude, like I said, man. When I saw that trade, I was like, all right, clean slate here for free. It's gonna be bumping. And obviously, there's actually some sick golf courses in Seattle. I don't know if you've done some research on that, but there is some sick tracks there.
2: Yeah. Can't wait. Um, you know, it's kind of like Pittsburgh. It's got, you know, that kind of, uh, terrain where you're in the mountains, rain, stuff like that. So the courses are always in impeccable condition. So, uh, yeah, you got some views and everything else. I'm looking forward to that. And, uh,
1: okay. Let's give a comparison here. Are you a desert golf guy or like my area the North where it's more trees, more green, the grass is a little bit longer. Which one do you prefer?
2: Yeah, definitely the trees, uh, you know, more more variety instead of just uh, a couple rocks and a little bit of grass you got to hit off of, you know. <laughs>
1: respect that. I absolutely respect that because obviously, especially a guy like me with a little slice, you sometimes get those member bounces off the tree. So I mean, in desert golf, you're hitting the house. You're murdering yeah. someone's. I mean, someone's gonna have to fix their roof when I'm in the when I'm in the area. So. I, I give me North golf, give me Northeast golf 10 times out of 10 compared to desert. Although desert golf is sick, but I, I love the scenery. The trees it's more green. So I it's um, I'm taking desert. I'm taking uh Northeast golf 10 times out of 10 and I'm going to do something for you. So I usually do stuff when we have friends of the show, like when loop hits a home run, I'll post all that stuff, go bananas over it. When you steal a base, every single stolen base you post the night of I will shock on a beer. And, the, and actually, this is actually nightmare fuel because you guys play so late that this shotgun will happen around 2 a.m. So every single time you shotgun a beer, there will be, or every single time you steal a base, there will be a Johnny Junta shotgun on the officially unofficial page. I don't know. We're going to have to figure out a name for it. I'll use my creative brain, but we're going to be doing that just for you. So every time you steal a base, when you're on second, they're about to get up, you're like, Johnny's about to rip a shotgun right now. That's what yeah, he's going to do.
2: That. I love that. We're going to need that. video footage. We need it. We need all of it um your sleep schedule though
1: (laughs) it's whatever (laughs) whatever man you don't need a sleep schedule it's all good fuck it i mean especially with baseball season you just i I rarely sleep anyways because i'm just dialed in just keeping tracks on all the guys so it's going to be electric but this is the last thing here so obviously you have a pretty good amount of mariners listeners on the show lookout landing guys like that they're they're pretty good for like they've showed love to us and stuff like that before what can Mariners fans expect from my guy, Adam Frazier, going into this season? Obviously, you don't like to make goals, all that kind of stuff. But what do you bring to the Seattle Mariners? Let's get it serious here for a sec.
2: Man, uh, yeah, we play hard every day. Let's uh, try to get some hits, lead the team a little bit. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, what you see is what you get with me. I'm just going to play hard and see what happens. So, yeah, yeah. about it. So kind of I respect der- that. Yeah.
1: Would you classify yourself as a locker room guy? Or, we're, we're, like, are you a guy that keeps it loose in the locker room or do you kind of just keep to yourself?
2: Uh, a little bit of both. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to make sure guys are in a good place mentally and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, kind I'm of not, – I'm not too outspoken unless something needs to be said. Uh, kind of go with it and uh, try to make make sure everybody's in line and ready to roll. But, yeah, you got to keep guys in the right mental space if, uh, if we're going to have success
1: yeah okay that's an incredible answer and i'm kind of trying to maybe start a, a campaign to get you sent over to the blue jays but that's fine we'll figure something out down in the future whenever that contract runs out Uh, I'll start because actually, believe it or not, we actually got Josh Fuentes signed to the Toronto Blue Jays. Credit to me. Uh, We were just pumping his tires. I photoshopped a picture of him in a Blue Jays uniform. Next thing you know, he's signed with the Blue Jays. So we can work something out. They have some years on the ground here with Mark Shapiro. But anyways, you're in Seattle right now. We're buzzing. And just remember, May 19th, circle that in the calendar. It's two weeks after my birthday. We're actually, what we're going to do is we're going to recreate that Brady and Gronk video, me and you. We're going to be playing that song and be like, the camera's going to be on me Then I'm going to do this like lift my shoulders and we're gonna point over to you it's gonna be me and you the next brady gronk of baseball we're gonna figure that out though i'm fired up Hello. for you man keep doing Hello. your thing and uh may 19th circle that some shit maybe put in your iphone calendar um you're gonna be at the rogers center so we're gonna be dialed in on all cylinders i'm excited for you man so i'm um, excited for you this year and uh best of luck going into opening day man thank you for hopping back on this podcast The people love you so how to get you back on man
2: can't wait thanks for having me johnny it's gonna be a blast